what is going on hey guys welcome back to another uh, episode of more than podcast your host james and yeah just uh you know doing the same thing that most of you guys are doing hanging out at home being bored and bringing you guys more of that greatness um so you know i was actually relaxing the other day um and it was really funny because a thought came across my mind that i'm pretty sure a lot of other people have thought of which is what exactly is going to happen in the movie industry and basically what i what i'm referring to is what is the future of of entertainment and going out to see movies what is that going to be like in the current climate that we're in in the world today so like you know we're we're suffering through this whole pandemic and it's not quite over you know we still don't have a vaccine for it um you know not as many people are suffering from it but at the same time it's like you know we have to take precautions moving forward and that's one of those issues where i i kind of look at the way that i've always gone to the movies you know you go and you know especially depending on the type of movie that you go see you know if it's something really popular if it's something that's in demand then you're going to be sitting around a lot of different people and even if everybody in the theater was wearing um protective mask and gear you're still not at a six foot you know uh protective zone so like how do you do that and I don't I don't think that I personally don't think that it's worth it or I don't even think it's ever been a thought, you know, to change the way that theaters are done. I don't think that's ever going to be an issue. I really think it's just going to boil down to the right time. You know, I, I don't I don't really think that movies are on the top of the most important thing out there to do. But when they figure it all out, I think that it's definitely something that, you know, um, it's going to be on the back burner of how we get ourselves integrated into, you know, the normal things in life. Because honestly, I mean, I am, I personally am like missing going out to the movies and just kind of doing that type of thing you know like on a friday new movie hits you know um you're hyping yourself up over months and months and months you're looking at trailers you're looking at you know uh sneak peeks and and spoilers and just whatever you know uh you know really gets you hyped up for a movie so then when it comes out you know you're ready but man that i feel like that day is over like, I, I really do. I mean, unless unless we kick this whole pandemic, you know, out of history and just obliterate it completely, which I, I, I mean, I'm no scientist. I'm no doctor. I don't really know exactly how close or how far away, you know, uh, you know, society is to getting to the bottom line of how, you know, coronavirus is affecting people. But I know that at the end of the day all of this is just going to change life forever 
Like that's the bottom line. Like life is just going to change forever. Everybody's just going to have a different going to have to get used to the different spin that we put on everything. So that's the bottom line in that in that respect, as far as like what's going on in the world. But, you know, to each his own. I mean, honestly, if I was, you know, if I was in command of any of this and how we could do this better, I think the the perfect thing, the perfect thing to do, in my opinion, is to make make these things on demand. I would say if you make movies on demand and you make it a point where you're able to consume, you know, the medium, um, you know, consume the medium, um, you know, over the way that we do it in like, you know, like basically how we do Netflix and how we do Hulu and how we do a lot of these, uh, you know, how, how we have a lot of these other uh, entertainment mediums. I mean, why can't we have them for our respective theaters? And I believe because I know I would. I would totally pay a premium price per movie just to see something you know, day one in the comfort of my own home, you know, I, I would do it. I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even try to, you know, rationalize and say, why is this movie 14 bucks in my house? I mean, well, pay-per-view pay-per-view in itself, you know, for sporting events can be upwards to 60 bucks, a hundred dollars. So, you know, if, if, uh, if they found a way to give us movies, you know, on demand like that and do it at a fraction of the cost, I wouldn't be mad. I really wouldn't. But I know, I know a lot of people, a lot of people are really, uh, you know, bought into the experience of things. It's kind of like going to Disneyland, like people go to Disneyland and, you know, it's like, I can't leave here until I get a picture or see Mickey Mouse. In some way, shape, or form, I have to see that mouse because that's what I came here for. It's like that. People go to the movies because they want to smell and they want to eat the popcorn. They want to get candy. They want to get ices and they want to get hot dogs and pretzels and gorge themselves on things they probably wouldn't eat throughout the normal, you know, flow of a week and just have fun doing it and go with people that they care about. And that's that's cool. But I really don't see how we're going to get there quickly and i think that one of the more important things is at least for me is to not hold hollywood hostage like that's what the coronavirus is really doing at this point because who who knows you know how long you know movies that we've already been hearing about as far as them being developed how much longer they're going to take now i know a lot of things have commenced to get to to filming and you know working around a lot of the uh precautions that that they needed to put in place but you know like how does that help in the long term as far as just making things normal you know because what if the coronavirus doesn't go away what is what if we hit a second wave you know coming this winter like i mean knock on wood but that would just that would be a really bad thing that would be i mean and and i really think that it's up to you know society to really start working on putting plans in place in order to make sure that we as you know we we in our respective societies are able to have some level of normalcy 
I mean, I think that that that's what we have to do. You know, it, it can't just be about hole up and let's just wait for it to blow. You know, like we got to we got to find a way to just live better. I mean, that's just kind of how I'm looking at it. So hopefully everybody who's listening and even people who are not listening, you know, I just hope that everybody's staying safe. I hope that, you know, because it's really it's really discouraging when you when you hear about people who are, you know, not wearing their mask or they're not really uh, listening to, you know, the the instructions that are being given as far as how we have to interact nowadays. I mean, a lot of people just don't care. You know, people walk around and I think for the most part, they they approach you know, something like the coronavirus and say, well, it didn't happen to me. So I really don't care too much, but it's happened to enough people and they don't need to be close people to you to understand that this is really important. And I just think that that's something that needs to stay on everybody's mind, that this is, you know, it, people, people don't believe anything until they deal with it firsthand and then they're remorseful, you know. You get, you know, it's, it's, it's a, it's a very, uh, it, you know, people just think in their own bubble and it's, and, and that's a little bit of what's, and I'm not really going to get all into this political dialogue or anything like that, but I do think that that's what's wrong with a lot of society. I think too many people focus too hard on themselves and they don't think about the next person. And I'm not saying that you're responsible for the next person, but if you just notice that there is uh, there are other people, you know, like that, that's something that before this coronavirus thing even got started was a huge thing for me is that, you know, people weren't holding themselves accountable um, in the understanding that you are in public and there are people around you and you can't run your life as if you're the only one walking around on planet earth, you know? So again, I think it's, I think it's something that, that, you know, it's going to take some time. It's going to take some effort. It's going to take a whole bunch of elbow grease and we got to get it right. So hopefully that's, that's what's going on. But I know one thing that is going on for me and that's uh, playing a lot of video games and that's just bottom line. So I've been, man, I have been, I have, okay. So I don't play my PS4 much and the reason why is because we're in the season of the new generation of systems. So, you know, the Xbox, uh the new Xbox is coming out, the PlayStation 5 uh that's coming out. It basically takes it it I, I, for me, you know, I got drained as far as as far as the current systems because I'm preparing myself for what the new generation is. I don't want to keep investing in something that's ultimately going to change pretty soon. So that's been my whole thing. And it's just, it, you know, and, and it's not a knock, you know, on anybody who continues to buy games nowadays. I mean, buy what you want, do what you want. Cause I sure do. But I think for me, you know, I, I just feel like, man, this, this is really crazy to think that, you know, I'm going to turn around and, you know, and I'm going to keep buying games for the PS4. And then, you know, you got the PS5 that's going to come out at, you know, at some point. And it's like, man, I could have just saved up, 
you know, uh, that, you know, that amount of money that I spent and did more with that system. If, especially if it, if it, you know, sells like gangbusters and they're hitting all, you know, all the cylinders and just, just really doing a good job getting it out the gate. I mean, yeah, I'm going to want to invest as much as I can. So I feel like, I feel like to me, the best thing to do is to just, you know, save, save what I can for what's on the horizon and that's what i've been doing the last game i played um on my ps4 was the uh, final fantasy 7 remake which that was just a given that was just gonna happen wasn't any way that that was gonna get past me um because i was a, you know like that's one of the games that i grew up with that's one of the games that literally got me started in video games i mean sure i started you know with the regular uh nes you know like a lot of people did but you know like when i when i think back about when was the time where i thought to myself i will play video games for the rest of my life it was absolutely around the time that i played final fantasy 7 when i played metal gear solid when i got my hands on final fantasy tactics when i played symphony of the night when I played games like that, I mean, I just knew this was, you know, gaming was just something that I was just going to do forever. And I love gaming and I love I love what I love about gaming so much is how it has evolved and taken on a life uh, in so many different forms for for different people. You know, like when I was younger, there was no such thing as speed runs. You know, people didn't do speed runs and long plays, you know, uh, th and and this and honestly, that's one of my favorite forms of of media. I literally go on to YouTube and I will, you know, especially with games that I, I either haven't had the chance to, to uh, complete or I probably will never complete. I go on to YouTube and I'll just watch a long play and I am satiated. I am completely fine and i feel like okay finally we got through the story of uh ninja gaiden 3 or uh <laughs> or um i finally got to see what the big deal was about paper mario you know like just being able to observe something from start to finish that's you know given by people who are just as passionate about games that is it's a win-win you know i i really do enjoy that and i don't i don't really think that i'm short selling myself by observing you know um mediums as opposed to just playing them i mean because a lot of people would say that you know well, well what's the point of you looking on you know looking at a a video when you can just play the game yourself it's like you know what at some point it just it just doesn't make that same amount of sense for me you know like i'm not a person who lives uh heavily in nostalgia i do like to revisit some older games i more i more keen on playing re you know remasters of older games you know um which is one of the reasons i'm i'm super stoked about uh kingdoms of amalur uh reckoning which i'm telling you now if you haven't played that game if you have never played kingdoms of amalur reckoning you are in for a treat when they remaster it and release it it's going to be amazing um you know there, there's a there's a real uh there's a real sad story 
as far as how the game came to be and what happened uh, to the developers and the studios and the investors and everything. It's a really confusing roller coaster, but outside of that, I am so happy that, you know, someone was able to take the reins of, of this, you know, this, this product and do something that is, you know, something that has been in a, a been a long time coming. I mean, I really like, here's the thing. I know for a fact, a lot of people didn't play um, Kingdoms of Amalur. I know this, a lot of people didn't play it, but a lot of people should have. <laughs> like, that's just, that's just it. And I think that this re-release, this remaster, I think it's gonna do justice. And I think that they're gonna sell double, if not triple what they should have when it initially came out. I can't really say historically what was happening at the time that would have made people not play the game, but I feel like, you know, with and this ha this happens to a lot of games. You know, a lot of games really become a victim of circumstance. A lot of games come out at a time that it's inevitable that, you know, the attention just can't align itself with that particular release. Now, I'll say this, Nintendo didn't have a problem with that because we had the coronavirus. We were all scared at home wondering, were we going to be, you know, affected by this and how much were we going to be affected by this? They release Animal Crossing and all is right with the world, at least in the at least in the sense of video games. And, and that's that's huge, you know, and that's one thing that, you know, you know, at the end of the day, I really commend you know, uh, Nintendo for being able to do that. Nintendo has always been able to release stellar titles at really good times and make sure that their audience is thoroughly entertained. They, I mean, if, if you left it up to only their titles, they wouldn't, there, there would, there would be nothing held back. Everything like I would still be playing, you know, breath of the wild waiting for metroid prime even if they didn't have any of the third party stuff that they do you know like i i th there's a there's enough between what they produce to just keep me happy and and it's really really crazy because with animal crossing i mean if you ask gamers five years from now what was the game of 2020 more than likely it's going to be animal crossing and the reason why is because it's really well for me for me this is the game that really saved my interest and really put me at ease in a, at a very tense time in history. Like, you know, all I could think about was, you know, these stores closing down and, and, you know, not being able to go out and, you know, do the normal things that I was able to do. And I pick up Animal Crossing and I forget about everything. Just forget about everything. And, you know, and and we're getting back to the to the to the normal, you know, the normal behavior of living in our normal circumstances. At least I feel like I am. But, you know, with that being said, it's like you can't deny how much attention gaming has been able to draw away from, you know, the reality. Because, I mean, yes, you want to stay in the know. You want to stay tuned in to what's really going on in the world, but I don't want to be so bogged down by it where 
it's the only thing enveloping my thoughts. Like I don't want to, I don't want to go to sleep and wake up thinking about coronavirus. You know, that's just, that's just not me. Not, not built that way. Don't want to do it. Not at all. But, um, yeah, I've been, I've been playing a lot of Nintendo switch. I've been playing a lot of Nintendo switch. Um, but for what I've been playing on the switch has been really funny. Cause I've been all over the place pretty much. Um, I've been playing a little bit of uh, Pillars of Eternity. Um, I just recently uh, re-downloaded so I can play through um, some Phoenix Wright. I have the Phoenix Wright trilogy, which is on the Switch, and I've been playing a little bit of that. Um, one of the recent releases that I've been playing a lot of, but I actually kind of died down a little bit, was uh, Streets of Rage 4. And that game is awesome. Like, Streets of Rage 4, if you're in the beat-em-ups and... You know, something that you could just sit down, play with your friends, uh, whether you play it online or, or couch co-op. Um, it's a it's a it's a really, really good game. It's really, really cool. Very nostalgic for people who have played the older games. A lot of stuff to unlock. Um, you know, there's a point system in there for, goal. you know, people who are very goal oriented and they want to achieve all, you know, all their goals. <laughs> you know, if you want to, you know, they have a uh, letter rank. So if you want to get an S rank on every single level, you can fight for that. Um, unlockable characters. It's, it's a huge game. It's a really huge game. My only knock on that game though, my only knock is, well, actually I got a, I got a couple. So the one thing that I feel like, and, and, and you know what I can't, you know, like you can't ride on the developer too hard and you can't ride on the publisher too hard um, because at the end of the day, this isn't something that millions of people were clamoring for. It's almost like they just kind of did us a favor by releasing this game. You know, it definitely is a love letter to the, you know, the older, uh, games that we played in the nineties with a very modern twist. Um, but you know, if they could have afforded to, it would have been nice to have a physical copy. It would have been really nice if they had released this. Um, in some physical form. Now they did, um, they did have limited run games uh, make some physical copies for people. But you know, I'm just one of those people that I personally enjoy going into like a Target or going into a Best Buy or going into a Walmart, going into some store and just you know having my pick of the litter and just saying, okay, this is the game I'm going to get. Let me go ahead and grab it and get on my way. Um, you know, not all the time am I so keen to, uh, take up space on, you know, my, on my, um, memory cards, you know, because it's a lot, you know, I, ha I personally have a lot of games for the Nintendo switch and I can't fit half of them on my memory. And that's, you know, that's a tribute to me. I probably need to get more memory. I think I'm probably only sitting on like 16 gigabytes. So I definitely need to, um, need to get more, but, um, you know, it's just, it's one of those things where in the light of, you know, in light of not wanting to do that, I should have that choice to say, okay, I'm going to go to the store and I'm going to pick up a physical copy of this. And then we're going to, you know, I'll just go ahead and just do my thing. Um, but it's not like, it's not a deal breaker. I, I it's not a deal breaker. I went out, I, you know, I went, got the game uh, the day after it released and I played it nonstop. Now, my other gripe with it is I feel like it's too short. I feel like the game is too short. Now, it, it, maybe it's maybe it's that it's too short or 
I don't like I really don't know how to how to point to it because I was a big Streets of Rage 2 fan and I feel like Streets of Rage 2 was just long enough where it just had that sweet spot and it was super fun and I used to play it day in and day out um I'd probably beat the game like twice a day um just because I knew I could and the other thing is I feel like okay so there's some really well done artistically well done level design and character design but I feel like they could have done more um you know like when I think about awesome Streets of Rage levels I think about the amusement park level the amusement park that transitioned into the uh the baseball field that transitioned into um I believe the the underground uh wrestling ring because I think you I think you fought two different bosses in that in that section you fought this alien this boss in this alien land and then you fought the bigger boss that looked like the ultimate warrior um but like oh and the, and and even in that same in that same stretch that you were on a pirate ship you went through an arcade to get to a pirate ship it was like it was it was awesome like that's that's what i miss like having having a really long awesome level like that is what is what i feel like they missed out on i feel like they could have done that i mean my favorite level in in streets rage 4 is absolutely the uh the precinct that's like my favorite level because i think it has a really awesome soundtrack and you know there's a lot of enemies especially if you play it on madness i mean it just gets really hectic but you know again i think they they could have afforded to just do a really intricate level that you know told a story through a long inner interwoven you know uh you know trailing through different places and it would have just been just as awesome as it is now so you know but again it's not a deal breaker it's a it's a very good game i think everybody should play it um because i certainly do um you know and outside of that outside of playing my nintendo switch i've been on my pc a lot now with my pc i don't have you know i don't have a rig i don't have anything that's like super out there that you know can uh you know can you know bash in the graphics department and has horsepower like no other yeah i play simple games and one simple game that i'm super into um is magic the gathering arena now magic the gathering arena if you don't know is basically a digital version of the card game magic the gathering uh, if you don't know what that is, you might want to go to Wikipedia. But I play this game religiously. And it's really interesting because when I when I first got into Magic the Gathering Arena, I was playing uh, what's called the standard format. And the standard format is a format that, you know, in, in my in playing with the physical cards, at, you know, as I've done once upon a time in my life, I was never really good at it. I was never good at it. You know, I, you know, I just, I, I understood the concept. I, I understand the rules, but my execution was way off until I, until I played a form called commander. And I will tell you here, and I will always defend this commander is the best format for magic. Hands down, period. It is the best format. Now, here's where i have a problem 
they don't have they don't have uh commander on magic the gathering arena they don't have it so i i'm you know i'm pulling my hair out what am i gonna do i want to play magic how do i get my fix so i was really just playing standard just to you know get my partial fix until and this is almost this is like a partial segue back into what we discussed earlier now when the coronavirus came around a lot of people were doing their best to make sure that we as people were taken care of and wizards of the coast and magic to their credit has they have done a wonderful job to take care of their community in this time of crisis and what they've done is now there are formats that you have to pay to play and it's it's you know it's nothing that they're taking advantage of you with it's not an advantageous venture it's stuff that you'd pay for if you were to go to your local game store and play these forms there other than a format called brawl now i've never heard of brawl didn't know what it was wasn't very interested when i learned in you know initially that you had to pay for it so initially i I, initially i understood that you had to pay for it so i was not keen on playing this format at all i didn't even want to learn what it was because it was like okay you want me to pay four thousand coins or uh or so many different uh jewels or whatever so that i could access this game mode that i might not even be good at and wouldn't you know that once the pandemic happened magic the gathering uh you know the the developers behind the game they release they they opened the brawl format they made it free they made it free for uh for an amount of time you know it was usually in month intervals so every month going into uh in you know going from the time that the pandemic you know really hit everybody even today it's like they they've been you know they've been keeping the, the gates open for it they've been incentivizing people to play the format by giving you you know different um you know like they'll give you cards and whatnot um now i will say that you you do you're, you're more incentivized when you play the standard format because those things go with rankings you know you can you know you can uh upgrade your rank till you get all the way to i don't know i think it goes past diamond or something rather and you know you're 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 one of the best unfortunately brawl doesn't have a ranked system which is fine i'm not gonna gripe about it i'd be more in tune to gripe that they need to bring actual commander than say hey do this with brawl now Brawl's pretty fun though because brawl is basically a mini me version of commander so i'll tell you like briefly if you don't know if you're, you're if you're sitting here listening to me say commander 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 and you don't know what it is i'll just give you the brief uh spill so basically commander is a format in magic where it's 100 cards one of the cards of those 100 is called your commander or your pilot and they're piloting your 99 card deck and it's only one type of any card but they all have to stay in the same color 
So, you know, if you have a commander who has to be a legendary creature or a planeswalker. And again, if you don't know what any of this is, you need to go Wikipedia and come back and then we'll have that aha moment. But, um, you know, you're, if you have a commander that is uh, in a mono color, could be red, could be blue, could be green, could be white, could be black. Everything, every other card other than colorless has to be in that color scheme. And it's really, you know, and I think for me, the reason that it's super awesome is because even though there's really there's there's really not any numbers involved. It's it's really just it's almost like figuring out some kind of mathematical scheme. I don't know what it is, but it's like connecting different things in the format to make everything overall make sense. And it's really weird because I know what I just said makes absolutely no sense. And I t it's the same thing that I tell people when when they ask me, you know, why do I play magic? I tell them if you just sit down and you just play. So like what I would do if you're confused by anything that I said about magic, go on YouTube, go to your local game store, find somebody. I mean, I yeah, I, I would do that. Just go to go to YouTube, type in Magic the Gathering Arena and just watch people play. Just watch people play. And it might look hokey to you. It might look not interesting, but I personally find it absolutely amazing. Now, here's the thing that I'm I'm a little uh, well, not well, I, I mean, I don't have any hesitancy, but, you know, I'm a little bothered about it. So it's really hard it's almost like uh, Wizards of the Coast followed suit with Nintendo on how to manage and uh, maintain friends list and invite list because it is super hard to invite anybody uh, to be your friend. I mean, I've had some amazing games with people and I've had games with individuals that I felt like I like your deck. I'm pretty sure you have a few decks. And basically the same reaction that I'd have in a store. You know, when you go to a store and you're playing, you know, you're playing magic and, you know, you bring out your deck, they bring out their deck. You guys are battling it out. You know, you might play them a few times just to make sure your decks are doing what they're supposed to do. And then you say, you know what? I kind of want to try this deck. If you don't mind, you can, but you, you know, you can pull out another deck if you want, but I just want to try this other thing. It's just like that, but you can't do that there. Because it's almost like you already have to know people on Magic uh, Online. I mean, not online, because that's a whole different game. But Magic the Gathering Arena. It's like you have to know people already. And I don't like that. I don't. I think that sucks. I think it sucks that, you know, I can't just play somebody, be enthusiastic about who I played with, and have a way to look up their profile and say, hey, I want to add this person. Because it was awesome. You know, I don't need voice chat or anything like that, but it would be cool if I could possibly send him a message. Hey, really enjoyed the game. Can we maybe we could play again? Like, you know, it's it's very in and out when it comes to playing in that in, in all of the formats. Um, So there's you know, I think that's probably the only thing that I would consider a real knock about the game. But again, if you haven't tried it, if you're interested in trying it. I mean, it's totally free. It's absolutely free. The game is free. You know, you can play and you can get cards 
continuously and not spend a dime. Now, I spend my money on the game. And the reason I spend my money on the game is because I no longer play the physical format. And I have invested my belief and my time that this is the format that I'm going to invest in from this point on. Now, that is with a small caveat, because even though I fork over money here and there. And, and if Wizards, if or if anybody from Wizards is listening, I'll, I'll, I'll say it right now. If they integrated the complete commander format, 100 card format, and not even that, if they put if they put the pre-cons into the digital format alongside when they release in stores and if they opened up the backlog of their cards that they've had from, you know, from the beginning of time and they allow people to make investments on that and play in the in in the the format you know in their in their own scheme because here's my thing i don't really care about staying modern my whole thing is like build a deck with the best cards that you have and play me you know like that's that's my whole thing like it's it's a little challenging when i consider the decks that i do have currently uh on online because it's like yeah these are cool or this is a cool deck, but if I could have Nekasar the Mind Razor, then this would just blow everything out of the water. If I could build a, a Marisol deck or a Kess deck, and trust me again, if you don't know what I'm talking about, look it up. <laughs> but, you know, it's like, man, I, I want to go into the backlog of, of cards, and I guess they call it historic, and I want to be able to play historically. I want to be able to play Commander in a very open and roundabout way. And, and, and listen, dude, I would pay the same amount for the singles to get my deck to be as efficient at it as it was when I was playing physical. I would I would invest the same exact money, if not more. And that's a fact. And I think a lot of people would. But hey, I will I will digress. I will back up. I'll let you guys think on it because I think, man, I really just went off the rails with magic just right there. So I think I got to let <clears throat> let that one kind of ride off into the sunset. I don't want. <laughs> no, I do want to bore you guys. No, I'm just kidding. But um, I just want to thank you guys for still, again, coming around. Hopefully everybody who's listening and if you're not listening and, you know, just passing it along to everybody. I hope everyone is just staying safe because that's the most important thing at the end of the day is just staying safe um i really hope that you guys can join me next time i do another episode um i'm gonna be working really really hard to uh get back on track the way that i was you know when i first started um the podcast you know it's been a lot of stuff that's been going on on my end of town but listen we're working through it so hey with all that being said Keep uh, safe, you guys. Take care of yourselves and each other, and I'll see you guys next time. Bye, guys.